Hello and welcome to the Rock Lives Here podcast. I'm your host, Scott Smith. If you've been tuning into Rock Lives Here Radio, then thank you very much. I really appreciate the support. You'll really find these podcast episodes a great way to catch any chats that you might have missed with all the great artists that are featured on Rock Lives Here. If you're new to Rock Lives Here, then head on over to rocklivesheer.com.au to stream the best thing you've never heard in rock radio here in Australia. You can also download the app via Google or Apple App Store. Also, definitely keep up to date by subscribing to the Rock Lives Here mailing list and following Rock Lives Here on all the usual social media channels. All the links for those in the show notes below and over at rocklivesheer.com.au. Over a decade ago, Rev Theory were one of the rulers of modern rock, with Hell Yeah and Voices being a couple of songs you couldn't escape even down here in Australia. 2017 saw the band call it quits after a fast and furious decade. However, here in 2020, that has all changed. Just as the band embraced social media and technology back in the mid-2000s to really propel their fame, expect Rev Theory 2.0 to do much the same here in 2020. With an exciting year of the band underway, I recently caught up with Julian Jorgensen to talk about past, present and future of Rev Theory, who exactly is involved here in 2020. Be sure to check out the remix version of their latest single one, which drops on March 13th on all the usual streaming channels. My wife actually introduced me to you guys back, uh, that was back in the MySpace days. So she's got she's got oh, <laughs> she's got good taste in music, and I actually had a look in amongst my uh, CD collection, and yeah, she's got uh, got three autographed CDs and a DVD that uh, that would have been sent over to Australia at some point uh, some point in time. So yeah, that's uh, dude, that's <laughs> that's so rad. That's sick. That's sick. Yeah, well, I remember MySpace was like part of what. Uh, helped the band you know we were part of that movement and uh the first time people were able to connect directly with their fans and uh it actually led to a big break for us at the time and that was kind of a nice little little organic uh post some you know you could leave comments on people's pages and someone left a uh comment on uh, evanescence Amy Lee's page and said, Hey, check this song out. It was one of our first records, Slow Burn, and we were just kind of trying to get any anything at the time, anybody to listen to it. And uh, so she, and she did. She listened. She actually listened to, yeah. And then she called her manager and said, I want to take these guys out on the road. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge break for us. And, you know, it was like directly from from that MySpace movement, you know? Mm. So that's cool, man. Yeah, excellent. It's really cool. Now, yeah. I, guess, I guess just in terms of where things are at now, so we haven't uh, haven't heard from you, obviously, for a couple of years, but obviously there's new new Rev Theory music out. So, yeah, so I guess what's uh, what's prompted the return of, uh, of the band? Because did you actually break up? What was the sort of what was the story there back in 2017? It's such a long, like, just... It's just such a soap opera of years, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some dark times in there and some classic behind the music moments, you know. And, uh, yeah, things just kind of had to fully fall apart. And, you know, I don't think any of us are very good at, at uh, you know, closing doors or, you know, ending things. So I think uh, we had to all walk away from what 
you know, in the beginning it starts out with such a camaraderie and there's such a, uh, sort of devoted, um, you know, on just no, everyone's got blinders on and it, you know, it takes a village and we had four of us and two managers and we we're all young and, you know, really like hungry and we had, you know, nothing else in our lives. And, you know, and then when it starts to sort of happen, things, people start to grow and it just, it's just sort of naturally, um, relationships and marriages and all that kind of stuff. People grow in different directions mm-hmm. and we just, you know, there was sort of, you know, the core of the, of the band was, was, um, the creative engine that just enjoys the process of making the music, you know, and then the whole extra part of having to get out and promote it and this and that, that's that, you know, I, I like being in the studio. I like making things, you know what I mean? So I went that way and just tried to learn that space for myself, you know, wanting to, build more of a career as a producer and a writer and learning how to compose and, you know, just basically taking the power of being able to make the music into our own hands. So Maddie and me went that direction and Dave to some degrees. And, you know, I think Rich was thinking more about a family and he was basically, you know, he had met somebody and he just kind of didn't want to grind on the road. And we didn't really want to grind on the road at the time because we were sort of learning these new muscles and producing records and trying to develop artists. And we were just feeling free to sort of explore other parts of the industry for a little bit. And I think that's in a long winded way to give you the backstory. Mm. Um, you know, we just, we walked away from each other for a while. And, and then recently, Maddie and me, you know, we're sort of the guys that write and produce and we've just worked for years at kind of owning, you know, no one's ever perfect or, you know, you can't say I'm the greatest producers or whatever, but, you know, we feel as though we're pretty like, we put in the time and we kind of know the process and we really trust each other as creative counterpart parts. So we just, yeah, so we're basically, we have a lot of music that wasn't released and Maddie's a really, really sick singer. So he just, you know, basically with Rich's blessing, because Rich is sort of like, look, I, I support you guys. I love you guys. Mm. And he's like, I'm just not there. I don't want to be, I don't want to be making music full time or anything. And he said, um, and so he kind of gave us his blessing and same with Dave. They're both living their lives and sort of on the periphery in a way, like kind of cheering us on to say, just, you know, keep being creative and keep putting out badass music. And so that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the state of the union. And that's, so Maddie and me are just like, Hey, let's, let's just do this. Cause we, cause it's, it's fun. It's good. Shit's good. And, you know, and now we can kind of make it and produce it and, and write it. And you know what I mean? So we've, yeah. we've readdressed coming back into the, into the Rev Theory universe. And that's kind of where we're at. Excellent. And uh, yeah, you've had two new songs, two songs, isn't it? I think at the moment you've got another one coming out in March, but uh, drop the hammer and one. So yeah, it's great that you've come back because they're a couple of awesome songs to, uh, to kick things off with. That's for sure. Dude, sick. Yeah. Glad you like it, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So how, how have you, I guess, um, you know, starting off now, um, even thinking about the last couple of years, like you're probably noticing a lot has changed, I guess, in the music industry and the way that music's consumed and distributed. And obviously, you know, you've said you've been quite involved in, in it 
um, as well in, in sort of the business side of things. But yeah, how are you finding it? I guess getting Rev Theory back out there in comparison to starting off as a brand new band back in, you know, the early 2000s. I mean, it's part of why I, I'm doing it because I just, I've been sort of like a monkey evolved into maybe a baby into, you know, like a toddler at this stage of business experience. Yeah. But, but the little, I, the little I do know is I do see that this is going to be the greatest time in music history. And this is where the most incredible fertile time of, you know, figuring out how to connect to as many people as possible. And, and, you know, seeing that people in Russia and, and Australia and, you know, like, you know, India, Thailand, I mean, just, you just like, you know, the whole world is about to open up and, you know, smartphones and another billion people's hands that can listen to music is just like, as a creator and then also as, as a band having, you know, a baked in seeing what Spotify did for Rev Theory was it, it just, it, it grandfathered in the listening generation on, on streaming. So mm-hmm. it was like, we just, we didn't do anything for five years, but our legacy baked in almost a million people a month listening to, you know, primarily how yeah, yeah, yeah and voices and stuff. So, yeah. So it's been like, it's this really kind of exciting time to say, Hey, let's, let's run a label. Let's start our own label. Let's be creative with each song. Let's include people on collaborations. Let's feature with different artists, visual artists. Let's put out, you know, new merch items that are, you know, let's just get, creative as we do with the music as we do with the you know the putting the music out and i think that that's that part is really exciting i think for for a lot of people so yeah because it again you know it is that different world and if you you know what's the plan i guess you you know if you're looking at releasing say maybe a a song a month or thereabouts i guess i guess that gives you time in between as well doesn't it uh you know, to really act on, on those creative impulses rather than committing to say a full album where, you know, you're in a studio recording it. Now you can, you know, if you're spacing out recording, you know, each month or however you're planning to do that. Yeah. I feel like, as you said, you're really, um, really tapping into the, you know, the creative potential there musically. Yeah. Well, you know, the idea is that like, if I asked you, would you want to buy like, like, would you want a record from a band or would you want a song from a band? I mean, at the end of the day, being a rock fan yourself, do you, what is it that you desire from your favorite band? Yeah, for me, probably a record. Yeah. Yeah. I I still love a record, but, but I, I must admit, I really, I really have embraced Spotify and the digital thing as well. And, you know, really, Mm -hmm. I really do enjoy that, that process of, you know, hearing songs as they're getting released. But then on the other hand, growing up in an era when, I would discover band, particularly living in Australia, when you'll discover bands maybe through a magazine or word of mouth having, you know, Mm -hmm. no way of actually listening to them. And then you go into a record store and, you know, you get to know the guy at the record store and he's like, hey, have you heard, have you heard of this band Motley Crue before? You know, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. you might like them. So so it's sort of the, yeah, I I can see both sides of it. In the end, you know, in the end I just love music and, you know, there's a lot of people obviously out there that, uh, that just love music and love, you know, embracing it all. But, um, but yeah, it is, it is a tricky one, isn't it? It's, uh, particularly, I guess, yeah, with, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I guess, particularly with the money side of thing, you know, when you're coming at it from the artist's point of view of the, you know, the money and the time to actually make a record is, uh, you know, versus the gain these days, I guess, I guess also another slant on it, you, I guess, Rev Theory of being 
sort of quite creative, I guess, over the years, haven't you, in terms of, uh, you know, whether it's by design or by circumstance, but, you know, getting songs with the WWE or maybe, you know, getting songs synced or licensed. So I guess there's that avenue as well outside of the album. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, not to sort of give away what we're trying to do, but I think, uh, you know, I think a record is important. I think, Mm. you know, bundling, basically, you know, putting out 12 songs or 10 songs a year and then bundling that into a record, you know, and basically approaching, I think, coming coming to people two times over, you know, once is right to the heart of your community and then, you know, you can essentially gauge that in the world and base where you can actually take now the bundle of music and focus in on another layer, another tier of, of sort of getting behind the, um, the, you know, the body at work. And that way, you know, within, you know, you'll get, you could get almost, you know, almost like a record in the system and then, you know, single, single, single. And then, and then, and then in a year you could work that record more specifically. And I think, that gives the fans a record ultimately, which mm. I think I would like as a fan. Yeah. And it also gives us, it also gives us a chance to build, um, you know, just a body of work and, and sort of see where it goes and how people really take to it in what parts of the world. So, so yeah, I think that's sort of the, the plan for now. And there's also a few other angles that I think, um, you know, like, just licensing like you were talking about where we're, you know, building different channels in, um, in the gaming industry and, yeah, you know, yeah. really trying to figure out, yeah, really trying to figure out how to partner with the, the sort of the VR and immersive reality community. I think building out a sort of an experience for people to come and, and enjoy and not necessarily come and watch a two dimensional band play their instruments. That's yeah. not that interesting to me anymore as a, just as a concert goer. I think that we've evolved into more immersive 360 sound experiences. So that in, you know, in tied in with some of the gaming companies and, you know, trying to create, um, a real immersive experience for fans to come out, um, you know, whether it's in VR or AR or, you know, some sort of new medium um, integration is kind of like, that's the way I see us kind of touching more people um, when we tour. Mm. So that's, so those are, those are a couple of new, new avenues we're thinking about. Excellent. And, and I guess that, um, <clears throat> I guess, you know, obviously that'll, that will evolve, but just thinking about it, that's probably a bit more of an economical way of, touring particularly particularly as you're starting to see the you know the breadth of uh rev theory fans throughout the world so you know that might be a you know a a different way as you said of of tackling international touring doing doing it that way as well depending on how that all how that all plays out as opposed to touring with a band of five people or you know whatever it might uh, you know have been historically yeah, yeah, we're trying to keep it lean and mean, and I think just Maddie and me, and you know, I've, I've been getting into some projection stuff and lighting and design, and so I think just you know, figuring out a way for us to sustain um, being creative and you know, and that's and, and making and making music anywhere, you know, coming to your country and being able to be creative there and, and, you know, maybe make something that is from that area, mm. like, you know what I mean? The vibes of that area. And I think like 
music would benefit so much from that if, if artists had the ability to be free like that, you know, where they could just go and capture a week somewhere and, and record it in, you know, create visual art and, um, music and tie it in with a live show and tie it in with the release of a new song. I mean, there's a way to just, you know, sprinkle that all over the place. If you could make music, you know, full time. And, and that's kind of what we're, we're kind of doing this for. We're trying to get this up so we can, approach it in a different way oh good and uh truth is currency that got a re-release a few weeks ago what uh sort of what what are your thoughts when you look back on that that early album uh you know what that's nice it's the constitution kind of we i did a little bit of a blog on that writing about that and it was kind of cathartic over the last year I, i tried to write sort of about each song because it was really I felt like it was a bit of a rock that I was carrying and, um, yeah, just, you know, I think it's just had to get out some of the old stuff, you know, some clean out the closet a little bit. And, uh, I think also re-releasing that and getting it onto our rev theory platforms because it was on our revelation theory one before. And there was this disconnect that, that Spotify won't put stuff out unless it's, you know, so we had to, we had to change the, the art, um, just to be, just to have it released to more people, you know, because I think most people know us as Revelation Theory or are real fans of the band know Truth is Currency, and those are the people that we wanted to, you know, in a way honor. And, and that record, we always want to honor that record because it was something that was so raw and kind of real, and you know, it was the most, the most realist experience we had had, I think, in our lives up until uh, that point. So I think you always kind of want to you know, just honor that, those, those, uh, those real, the real shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What would you say? You sort of hinted at it a little bit there in terms of, you know, where, where you're looking to take, uh, things musically. What, what I guess are some of your biggest influences musically at the moment, you know, where, where are you drawing some of the, uh, I guess the newer sounds and, and sort of newer ideas for the band? Well, I think right now, um, you know, we are sort of, we're putting out music that we've been sitting on for a little bit. So I think we've both evolved, Maddie and me are even probably more intense in our, our sort of what it is, I think, where we see things going. So I, I'm, you know, I'm stoked about the stuff we're doing, but I also think that there's tonally, um, you know, I've been super inspired by real, like, uh, almost like tech, tech, um, house stuff very like very very fmri kind of drone like tones super heavy like um but just in the more of electric electro distortion kind of stuff like yeah. the band giant swan that i really like that's just incredible and there's another band called hrtk i think they're from your country there really like those guys the australian trio or duo kind yeah. of like but tones are, you know them, right? No, I was going to say who, so who, who's that? Sorry. It's. They're called HRTK. It's, uh, they're Australian, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So many bands, right? So yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, th- those are kind of some of the things I've been really rocking. I like this band Tiger Cub. I think they're really cool. They're from, um, England and, uh, I like the um, the Dirty Mill. It's another. It's like a Canadian punk kind of thing. Yeah. I like um, this band called the Metal um, called Lightning Bolt. Um, it's 
fuck, they're amazing. And okay. uh, they're kind of more metal, metal hard rock. Yeah. They got a song called The Metal East that's just badass. So, so yeah, that's just some of the stuff that I'm, I know. You got to check it out. It's so sick. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just looking up. Yeah, HTRK. Yeah, they're, they're, they are. They're from Australia, actually, from Melbourne, which is where I'm from. But, uh, yeah, hate, hate Rock Trio. Well, sorry, formerly Fuck. formerly known as Hate Rock Trio, formed in two thousand and three. So I know. There you go. I'll, uh, hate Rock. Hate yeah. Rock. Yeah. yeah. Hate so, Rock. That's Sam. Um, who else? Uh, I guess you know what you were talking about there about you know picking up uh, picking up sounds from the different countries of you know where you may be touring and uh, you know looking to broaden the horizons. I guess you know talking Australian you mentioned there about an Australian artist has there been any other Australian artists over the years that uh, that you found yourself listening to a lot well Silverchair originally come yeah. on you know we that was our first that we that was the song it was one of the first songs that Revelation Theory ever played was uh, mm. was Tomorrow yeah. yeah so we we were in college and we'd all met and it was just like you know we were having fun and it was like that was just one we all knew you know so we mm. just kind of uh, we just jammed that and, uh, yeah, Silverchair was dope. Um, shit, you guys have a lot of great stuff. I mean, ACDC's like, you know, like I literally play like an SG, you know, cause, um, just because it's my first rock show I ever saw was, you know, um, the Razor's Edge tour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Second yep. Angus came up, you know what I mean? Like with the, like rocking the horns, like playing Thunderstruck with one hand, you know, and you're just like. <laughs> 12 years old and you're like that's sick dude you know what I mean it's a good, uh, so, uh, good one to start off with yeah I mean if that's your yeah and you know you know what I heard you, you know what oh dude incredible and you know what you know men at work actually they uh there's pretty good and I heard he's doing that uh, Colin Hay I think his name he's that's Australian it. right yep. yeah he's, that's him yep yeah, he's been doing some solo stuff that I heard maybe a few years back that it was kind of more heartfelt. And man, he's got such a cool voice. Love that guy's voice. Um, yeah, man, so much good stuff, brother. There is. You guys are awesome. There is indeed. Alrighty, well, Julian, as far as people keeping track of everything going on, obviously you're releasing new music through Spotify, so that's obviously a place to keep an eye on. And as far as the social channels, what are, what are you guys more active on? Is there one over the other, like Facebook or Instagram, or, or pretty much uh, pretty much got both pretty active? Uh, yeah, yeah, Facebook, Instagram. You know what I mean? Just yeah. either or. We, we're trying to get we're trying to get our YouTube channel kind of connected to the whole thing and. You know, we've got a Twitch channel as well. I would say anybody that's a gamer, check out the, uh, the Twitch Rev Theory channel. Yep. And, um, yeah, just uh, feel free to use it in all of your, you know, whatever the hell you want to use it in. So. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, look, it's been yeah, man. been great to chat, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, check back. Yeah, out. we'll check back in again a bit later in the year. No doubt there will be some new music out. Um, you know, in the next six months or so as well, and who knows? Maybe there could be an Australian uh, Australian tour to chat about at some point in the next year or so as well. We'll wait and see. Dude, that's the dream. Let's yeah. do it. Excellent. Let's do it, brother. Alrighty, great. To awesome, man. Great to chat. We'll uh, we'll chat soon. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for the call. Okay, bye.
Well, if you want to check out more cool chats, then head on over to rocklivesheer.com.au for all the past episodes. Would also love it if you shared this episode with your fellow rock-loving fans, whether they be here in Australia or around the world. Don't stop believing, and I'll catch you in the next episode. (laughs) 